Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Eight years ago, about this time, I was in a massive car wreck and I had so many injuries. It was a multiple level miracle that my husband and I survived. But although we survived, Colleen, I had a lot of issues after my surgeries were complete. I was depressed all the time and anxious constantly, and I had PTSD and a brain injury in addition to a number of body injuries. So, you know, two years passed and I worked so hard to get back in shape, but how hard when the doctor said my chance of having a child was something like 0.001. And the number on that piece of paper was in the biggest font you can imagine, Colleen. So it was a very hard moment. But at the same time, I was able to say, you know, Lord, I have tried so hard and I realize now it's not in my hands. I'm going to give this into your hands. And this is the story of many, but that blessing did eventually come for today's guest. We're joined by Marina Hoffman. She's the author of the award-winning book and video series, Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. She's also a professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University and president of Moms for America in Palm Beach County. Today on Connections, she's going to share with us a little bit more about her testimony of how she became a mother why it's so important this Mother's Day to discuss the women and the moms in the Bible. She'll also share with us who her favorite mother in the Bible is. We're joined today by Marina Hoffman. She is the author of Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study, as well as a professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Mother's Day, it's happening this weekend, and it's a beautiful day for many people out there. You have an absolutely amazing testimony of how you became a mother. Can you please share a little bit about your own story and how that all came to be for you? Yes, Colleen, thanks so much for having me today. And it's true, I now have a girl who's almost four. And it's incredible because eight years ago, about this time, I was in a massive car wreck and I had so many injuries. It was a multiple level miracle that my husband and I survived. But although we survived, Colleen, I had a lot of issues after my surgeries were complete. I was depressed all the time and anxious constantly, and I had PTSD and a brain injury in addition to a number of body injuries. So, you know, two years passed and I worked so hard to get back in shape, but how hard when the doctor said my chance of having a child was something like 0.001. And... (laughs) the number on that piece of paper was in the biggest font you can imagine, Colleen. So it was a very hard moment. But at the same time, I was able to say, you know, Lord, I have tried so hard. And I realize now it's not in my hands. I'm going to give this into your hands. And I prayed so hard, almost obsessively, Colleen. I prayed day and night and day and night. And I said, Lord, I'm going to stop praying so much. I'm just going to pray one last time and I'm going to leave it with you. And I'm going to try and go forward and live my life and find meaning and purpose in you apart from whatever my future holds. But Colleen, what a surprise. A few months later, I did get pregnant. And here we have Little Willow. What is your favorite thing about being a mother and being a mother to Willow? You know, I think it's the joy she brings. You know, children, they don't realize all the problems of the world and what's going on. They don't watch the news. So although there's a heaviness with all the things going on right now, 
and an uncertainty in the future. How lovely to have a little girl who just wants to spend all day playing with me and doing puzzles and all kinds of little fun things. And I think it really reminds me day by day to carry the burdens of the world and to pray and to take action and to help others and to be willing to follow whatever path God has for me. But at the same time, Colleen, to find joy and happiness and peace and rest. And so children have an amazing way of bringing us into the minute by minute and kind of escaping that doomsday sense of the future all the time. Now, Mother's Day for many, it's a very happy day. It's, a you know... We celebrate mothers, but there's going to be some sadness to other people who have lost their mothers or mothers who are struggling with infertility or troubles with getting pregnant. What would you say to that mom? Because you struggled for a little bit there, knowing that there was that risk and everything around it. What would you say to that mom that's listening and saying like, oh, my heart, it just hurts today? It's true. And I spent many years like that, Colleen. I didn't have Willow till I think it was about 36. And so... I spent many Mother's Days sorrowful. I didn't want to go to church because I didn't want to hear another sermon and have many people say Happy Mother's Day to me, although I wasn't a mother. And I think what really changed was that short time between before I got pregnant, really saying, God, I rest and I trust in you and your path for my life. Because we, if we only find our meaning in having a child, that can lead to something else. You have a child, but you want a bigger home. And then you have a bigger home, but maybe you want a better husband. There's so many things we can always set our eyes on and pray for. And I think sometimes we find meaning and purpose when we step back and dwell instead of in a place of gratitude for all the things God has. And if we're always looking forward and always asking God for more, at least in my own life, Colleen, it led to a sense of ungratefulness and I unfortunately didn't find as much joy in the blessings I did have. Now, one thing that you are very great at and one thing that you have studied is the women in the Bible. Now, when it comes to Mother's Day, tell us a little bit about some of the stories in the Bible that mean the most to you around Mother's Day. Well, the story I love the most is Hannah. And for those who know her story can guess why I love her so much. She also struggled with infertility. And to make matters worse, her husband had another wife. And the Bible tells us multiple times about all her children. So you can just picture this poor woman surrounded by children day and night and realizing that God had closed her womb and really unable to solve this problem herself. And and for her, I feel like it's an impossible situation. Certainly, that's how I felt with my infertility. And here you have a woman that comes to a place where she finally decides she goes to the temple and she prays and she pours out her heart to God in this beautiful prayer that is so heart-wrenching and she commits her future days to God should God give her a child. And then, Colleen, what impacts me the most about her story is that the Bible says she then got up, she ate, she went on her way, and her face was no longer downcast. And to me, that spoke volumes because I was in a place of sorrow and sadness, and I couldn't imagine that this woman, Hannah, could go forward with so much trust in God that her face was no longer downcast, even though God hadn't answered her prayer yet. So I think it was a model for me to follow, to hold my head up high, to trust in God, no matter what comes my way. And when you look at Hannah's life, you really see she does have a child, and that child becomes so much like her a person of prayer, a person of righteousness, an example of faithfulness to others. So Hannah's story has a lot to offer us. 
And she's so similar to you because she also looks at her child as a gift from God. Why is this so important for us to remember? That's true. You know, and I think a lot of parents can struggle. I think the more children, the harder it is. There's just so much activity. There's always constant testing, right? We can call it disobedience. Children I think of all ages are constantly testing us and seeing what is acceptable and seeing what will look the other way. So it can be very trying and demanding of us. But how beautiful when we can step back and say, this child is from God, whether I prayed for the child, whether it was unintentional, but God has put this person in my life and I have the responsibility and call and beautiful opportunity to be Christ to this person, to introduce them to Jesus through my actions and my words and my love and my patience for them. So I try to keep that in mind every morning, Colleen. Going back to the Bible, why is it important for us to know about all the other moms and the women in the Bible? Well, I shared with you how I was in the hard time. And here I found a woman who went before me and was a model of faithfulness. And I think all of us listening today, parents or not, can we're going through struggles in our life and we can look to the Bible and find that person who's gone through a similar situation, even though it was thousands of years before, and we can dive into their life and study how they responded and see what lesson there is for us and how we can follow God in faithfulness. And not only for us, Colleen, but I'm very convicted that we need these role models, especially women of the Bible for our children. You know, we teach our boys that they need to respect women. And Colleen, what do kids always say? Why? Right? Why should Mm -hmm. they respect women? And how beautiful to say, well, let me open up scripture and show you how God views women and how Jesus interacts with them and loves them and bestows worth and value on them. And let that be our foundation for respecting women. And then you look at girls. We want them to soar, right? We want them to overcome every obstacle and do something amazing for God's kingdom. And so what could we do better than opening scripture and showing them these role models of other women who God used in incredible ways and really just through ordinary acts, simple, ordinary acts that God used to change a generation. So I think they're so important for us and so important that we then pass on these role models to our children. Now, you, your expertise is women in the Bible and you have a book, Women in the Bible, small group Bible study. When you put that together, what was the most interesting thing that you learned while studying women and mothers in the Bible that just really stood out to you? What stood out really was when I studied the the woman, the story of Rahab. And she's a prostitute, but that is very minor in scripture. Sometimes we label her as that, but it's almost just a passing comment in scripture, which really stood out to me. And most important about her life is how her speech is so prophetic. And I had read it many times and I knew the content calling, but when I really dove in and meditated on her words, I realized, wow, this woman Rahab, although a prostitute and although not from Israel, speaks prophetically to the spies who come to their her, her house. And she says, God is going to give you victory. And Colleen, that's a victory over her and her people. So incredible that she listens to God and is able to speak so powerfully, even though it will come at a cost and her own suffering. So it reminded me, you know, if God can speak so prophetically 
through this outsider woman whose role is a prostitute, then God is able to speak through all of us. And I think it calls me to have a willingness to say, Lord, what are you speaking to me? Help me to hear clearly from you and then give me the boldness to share that with others. And just like in the story of Rahab, we can have no idea the far-reaching impact of our words. Her words to the spies are reported to Joshua, and that is his impetus for moving forward in what God had commanded him to do. As we head into Mother's Day this weekend, who is inspiring you the most right now? In this time of my life, it's really the midwives for a similar reason to Rahab. I find that they are so bold. Here, they just are going about their days, bringing children into the world, making sure mama and baby are healthy and safe. And Pharaoh comes up to them and says, I want you to kill all the baby boys. And of course, Colleen, that's against everything they believe. And that's against their very profession. So I can't imagine they slept much that night. They you know, had to say, what am I going to do? Do I follow the God of Israel and continue to bring life? Do I show up tomorrow and do my job? Or do I obey the king and save my own life? And remarkably, they simply show up the next day and they keep doing their job. And they find a clever way of deceiving Pharaoh and he lets the issue go and they continue to bring life into the world. And that speaks volumes to me because if they have that kind of courage, just as ordinary people, surely Colleen, you and I can have courage to be people who speak and act in truth. And then also their willingness to do what was right and then the fact that it's just an ordinary thing. All they did, Colleen, is show up and keep doing their job. And is that something you and I can do? Of course, right? We can just keep <laughs> showing up and doing what God calls us to do in these simple, ordinary ways and trust that what God is doing through our lives and through our words and through our actions will have an extraordinary output, just like the midwives whose actions save a whole generation of boys. And I know, Colleen, you know exactly who is saved in that generation, Moses, who ultimately leads the those people into freedom. So what an incredible story. The whole book of Exodus really begins with this beautiful story of the actions of the midwives, whether they were fearful or not, they moved forward in faith. What a reminder of how important women are and women have always been. Why is it so important now to bring this into the spotlight, bring mothers and women into the spotlight now? Absolutely. And I think those who follow the news and have a good sense of what's happening in society and politics today know that the very thing that the midwives did thousands of years ago is being done again today. Moms are standing up and caring about what's happening with their children, how they're being formed, the education system. All across North America, we see moms and dads really trying to become involved very practically in their children's life. And I think that's a testimony to the actions of ordinary people to create change. We don't all need to have a position of power or authority to make a difference in this world. You enjoy studying women. You enjoy studying mothers in the Bible. How does this help us to be better people? I think knowing these models are so inspiring and encouraging. Not only do they give us practical advice, but there's a sense of comfort. I find comfort in these stories, Colleen, because I think, you know what? Even though sometimes I might believe the lie that I'm alone and isolated and the only one trying to do the right thing, it's not true at all. I'm surrounded by like-minded people who love Jesus and who love others and are making a difference. 
And the stories of these women are always with me. Even to this day, sometimes I'll feel discouraged and I'll remember just Hannah holding her head up high, that beautiful little image Mm -hmm. of having sorrow and yet moving forward to trust God. And I think that continues to be a source of inspiration and strength in my life. Now, we've mentioned your book a couple of times in this interview, Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. For people who want to pick up that book, they want to learn more about you. How can they go about doing that? Sure, they can find my book, Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study on Amazon. It's about $13 or Christian bookstores across Canada. And if they want, they can look up my website where they'll find a video series, eight of them, that really personally reflect on these stories. And I talk heart to heart with the viewer, just sharing how I relate to them and how the blessing they've been for me. And that video series is free at womeninthebible.info. And I would love any of your listeners to send me a note and connect. I would love that. And as we head into Mother's Day this Sunday, what are some encouraging words that you have for the mothers that are listening today? Well, Colleen, let me share a little bit about what God has brought me through. God's really been challenging me more and more to be present. And I think that's something for all of us, right? To turn off Mm -hmm. our phones, to look our children right in the eye, to hold them with two hands, not one hand and the other on our phone. And so as I try to step up to be more and more present in my daughter's life, I have found that it's created the most beautiful moments in the day, moments of meaning and purpose and all the weights of the world that I carry around just lift off when I'm completely present. So that would be my word of encouragement. Keep praying and trusting God to become more present, whether it's with your kids, your friends, your neighbors, your family. Just being present, shutting down all these electronic devices and having those real person-to-person human moments. Thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. God bless you, Colleen. And thanks so much to all your listeners. I hope they have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.